Hello, and welcome to episode 227 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. And while we're not experts at anything, we are yes. very, very curious about all things related to health and wellness. I, li- I like that new little tagline. I like that. <laughs> I think we're very curious. And so our curiosity allows us to be open to things that we hear on different podcasts, that we read, things that we decide that we are going to try. Okay, speaking of things we decide we're going to try, the yeah. last, <laughs> I just, Sandy just made this face like, uh, don't ask me about anything. I haven't tried anything lately, but no, no, <laughs> I think you have. I think you have. Okay. So last week when we were chatting, we were talking about mindful-ish eating. And I said that I was really going to try to do the mouthful fork empty strategy. Mm. Yes. And not like prep my next bite while I was still chewing. Yes. When I was having my lunch by myself, I was really making a concerted effort to do it. And like, I would catch myself like filling the fork again and be like, nope, nope, wait, you're still eating. You're still eating. Okay. Now you can make your, now you can make your, your, uh, your next bite. And so that was going very well for me. And, and what was good about it is it was really slowing me down because I'm notoriously a fast eater. And so not like, prepping the next bite while my mouth was still full was really slowing Mm -hmm. down the whole process without making it feel like I was drawing it out on purpose, you know, like it was very good. But I will tell you when I would like sit down to have dinner with Mark, I Uh was like, just, well, because we're chatting and often we watch a show together, like while we're eating. So we're watching a show, we're talking about what we're seeing, we're like doing whatever. And I would like, I would be almost finished my meal. And I was like, whoops, (laughs) I I didn't do it. You know, like was not being mindful when when there were so many other things going on whereas uh-huh. when I was sitting by myself at lunchtime having my salad or whatever I was having I was usually listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook while I was eating and it was just me sitting eating and it was and it was good it was going really well for me but okay. dinner not so much so yeah so I'm, I'm gonna keep trying it because I I think it's I think it's a good thing yeah, like, I think it's a good strategy. I just need to practice it more. Right. Why are you but, sending me weird photos of well, myself? Because because you're like you're frozen. Am I still frozen? Yeah. Now you're just frozen in a different position, like with your mouth open. Oh, now you've now your eyes are like this. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, now you're looking like this. <laughs> That's not good. Well. We could, I could just take photos that it could just be like photos. Of <laughs> every time. I mean, people every would time find your face moved. It would be hilarious. People would like, find that very funny. You go right ahead. You're right it ahead. Just, it's like one of those books, you know, like the comic book things when you used to like flip them real fast. And, and, and then it, and then it's animated because, yes. because yeah. you're going through the pictures really quickly. Yeah, exactly. Well, you go, you go right ahead. <laughs> Well, I can tell you that I also have been making um, more of a concerted effort. 
<laughs> She's laughing because she just took my picture again. <laughs> more, okay, more of a concerted effort. Even while I was away, like on the trek this weekend, noticed, like I did put my fork, I actually was putting my fork and my knife down um, between not every bite, but I was conscious of doing that just to slow myself down. Uh -huh. uh, but the the day that we spoke, for sure, that dinner, I made sure, like, I did not put anything onto my fork until I had finished chewing everything. Um, so I'm going to get back to that again today. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't think we were talking before and I was eating my salad, but I think I was, like, looking at where I was strategically getting like my black beans and some egg onto my Yeah, that's that's it. That's what you do, right? Like you you you've you've got food in your mouth and you're chewing it yeah. and enjoying it. And while you're doing that, you're but when you think about being mindful, mm -hmm. it really is not being mindful at all because there's no way that you can concentrate on like the deliciousness that you're currently enjoying if you're already it's sort of like living for the future you know <laughs> like I'm not even yeah. enjoying the bite that I've got because I'm already planning the next one yeah but that's what happens like just with with what you had described so you first of all you've got so much stimuli the food is the last thing that you're thinking about when Mark is there and you, you're watching a show correct Right. And so that in itself and, and then what happens, like, do you actually finish eating and then you think, oh, I, I'm already done. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And then that's it. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like that. I guess my plate's empty. <laughs> you know, but like, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I know I took enough food, you know, like I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't finish and think. Mm, I'm so hungry. Like, no, no, it's, it's like, oh, too bad. You know, it's, yeah. it's gone. <laughs> yeah. But the experience wasn't food, the, like enjoying the food that you had prepared. The experience then becomes watching whatever it is you're watching. That's it. And so the experience is still altogether enjoyable, but it's not in, like, it's not that the, f it's not focused on the meal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then how do you decide whether or not, like you don't really know if you enjoyed that food over something else necessarily because I, I mean it's I just, guess not yeah anyway that's just kind of interesting yeah it is interesting I'm gonna I'm gonna really I'm gonna make a a, a better effort especially okay. at dinner time to yeah. make sure that yeah. I'm not planning the next that next bite yeah I will tell you though that I did that I've been using my barbecue grill basket. Yeah. And last night I did asparagus. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so and it's like fresh Ontario asparagus. Like yeah. it was so delicious. Well, oh, I'm 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 so happy for you. That's yeah. your your life is changed now. <laughs> I I think so. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I'm I've got chicken tenders marinating right now and it's in that because I'm going to do some skewers because uh, oh. now Graham and Alexandra now have said that, oh I'd like to have chicken skewers too <laughs> okay um for the for the wedding <laughs> so I said well they can be served 
they can be served cold. They don't need to be. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Um, yeah. So um, the one recipe, which is what Alexander had shared with me. I don't know if I've, if you've, I've given you this one to try. I think we, oh. I think I might've shared this one with you before. It's okay. Chrissy, it's Chrissy Teigen's. Oh, okay. It's the one that is, uh, you use coconut milk. Oh, I think you have Cilantro. shared that with me before, but I don't know as I've ever done it. Oh, okay. Turmeric, cumin. So uh, these are all, I know, are already, it's, like they're, you're already in love. Correct, I am. With So garlic, cilantro, turmeric, cumin. Yeah, I mean, it, you, it has, you, you had me at cilantro, and then yeah. you said cumin, and I, know. I salivated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can make a peanut sauce if you want. Oh, yes. That has soy sauce, fresh ginger, garlic, sriracha, rice vinegar, light brown, like some brown sugar. And it says peanut butter. I've used PB2. Okay. Um, which is quite nice. But um, anyway, so I, I made it. I made, and, and I know it actually makes enough to do like two packages of chicken tenders. So now okay. I'm going to put the other one in the freezer okay. for, for my future self. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But coming back from a, from uh, being in Canada for a month, my future self will be like, "Wow, look at you! Look at you did for yourself." That's yeah, it. Look at so you nice. taking care of yourself all those yeah. all those weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So right now, I'm soaking the wooden the wooden skewers okay. to put them on because then they won't burn. Right. 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 Okay. Now, honey. So this weekend we went on this trek, four day trek. Yes, yes. All right. Speaking, so, speaking of trying things out, trying things out. Yeah. And so um, uh, we knew that it was a very challenging trek, and it initially, like I did, I really did consider whether or not I should do it because uh, I know that you start at three thousand meters, and then immediate, like the first day, you have to. Um, like dig, um, you have to go down, ascend, descend, sorry, yeah, descend, yeah, yeah. 1,500 meters, mm-hmm. and it is like switchbacks, so back and forth, back and forth, and some of it is quite steep, and others parts aren't, and, and whatever, and some of it has like loose rock, and, and whatever, and then you get to the, to the, to the, uh, into the valley of the river, and you cross a bridge, and then you have to ascend about 500 meters the first day. Okay. Right. And so it's marked as extremely difficult, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Because then the next day you have to, you have to go, you basically start at 3000 meters and the place you're going is at 3000 meters, but on the other side of the river. So you're going right. all the way down so and, then all, all the way and then all the way back up again. And then you yeah. got to go all the way back down and come out again. And then, so we're doing this in f- over four days. So anyway, I was like, you know what? Let's, I think it's, it's probably not that bad. I mean, it's rated as difficult, but sometimes they say, you know, past experience, it's been, you know, we should be okay. So anyways, the drive, first of all, we had to survive the drive. And so yeah. the drive is to get up to the mount, like up to 3000 meters, the roads become very narrow and there's like just a sharp, like it's just a cliff that you drop off of, but the yeah. road. The roads are really only made for one vehicle, like one width of one vehicle, but there's vehicles coming both ways. Yeah. But the guy's driving and I am like terrified. Like yeah. I, 
on the side that is at the edge. Yeah. I'm like terrified. Yeah. Like literally cannot look out the window because I feel like you're going over. Yeah. Because, and I was, I get, was like, had my eyes closed and was starting to like pinch my fingers together, like anxiety. Yeah. 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 And Phil doesn't have a seatbelt on. I said, put your seatbelt on. And he's like, if we go over, we're all dying. I said, you know what? I would rather have us both die and be strapped into this vehicle than to have me have to watch you get like thrown through the windshield or something. Right. You know, like, uh, no. Put your your seatbelt on. (laughs) Put your seatbelt on. And so anyway, we, we get there and I was like that was not cool. I did not like that at all. So, so that was the beginning of it. So anyways, then we do this trek and now we don't start actually trekking till 11 in the morning. It is the heat of the sun. Everything's exposed. It is so bloody hot. Like we are just dying. Anyways, we get down and then we have to come up. So coming up, this is, it took four hours to go down and then two hours to come up. And the two hours up, I was I was already, I was crying. Like, oh, Sandy. I was like, I'm in over my head. Why did I do this? I'm too old. What is, what? And, and then I start having a total pity party. Yeah. Why? I, now I can't run anymore. Now I can't do this anymore. Getting uh... old. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like sniffling. And this is all inside my head. And I'm just of sniffling course. away, sniffling away. But I'm still like plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. Anyways, we get to the, to the, where we're going to have camp. And it's, and it's dark at this point, honey. Like this point, yeah. it's like now we're hiking in the dark, which is also just not fun. Yeah, no. So, so anyways, we get there, they, they put our tents up and whatever. So that's fine. We eat, we're in bed at like quarter to eight. Yeah. I, I feel a quarter to eight feels like midnight at quarter at two in the morning. There's roosters that are going. Oh there's, no. No, I mean, and Phil has like earplugs that he's had like made that custom fit. Nice. He can't do a thing. And I'm listening to the roosters who think it's morning. <laughs> it is not morning. No, no. anyway, no. anyway, so it's fine. So the second day also was very challenging. Um, especially at the end of the, so we get to where we're going, which was lovely. Um, you know, it was really cool to see it's like a Machu Picchu, but it was the first, uh, it was built before Machu Picchu was, um, and only 20% of it is uncovered. The rest of it is all been still overgrown and they haven't, um, done it. So that's why so few people go to this because it's so difficult to get to. Right. Obviously. So fine. We get there. We, you know, we take photos and we do all of this stuff. Um, and then we come back. And so that night, like, I mean, at this point, you're just like, oh, my God, my legs, like now my calves and my quads are killing me because you use your calves going up, but your quads going, quads going down. down. Yeah. So, you know, after two days of this, uh, it was just like, oh, my God, I'm just dying. And I think both days we did about 12K, but this is like up and down, up and yeah. down. And so the Oof. guy was, oh, it's just, uh, undu- he said undulating, like, you know, just, and he's going like this and I'm doing a hand movement. It looks more like, like a serpent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like waves up and down. No, I said, no, you know what that is? That is somebody having a heart episode. Okay. <laughs> that is what it actually is. So, you know, it's like 
watching someone's heart rate and then it's fine and then they stop breathing for a couple of breaths and then everything drops and then maybe <gasps> maybe they, they cough and then it goes way up you know and then it comes that that is what it was that, that is, is what it was like that is more like what the trek was <laughs> for, for like two hours and then two hours back to where the camp was uh, but then so then that night he says, well, tomorrow, so this is a third date. He says, so tomorrow we're going to start. And he said, um, you know, we're going to go down and we're going to do this. And he said, we either have an option to sleep at this place, but, and if we do that, then the last morning we have six hours of hiking. Oof. Cause it's all uphill. He said, but if we go to this other place for another two hours, like another two, an hour and a half, he said, then we're only going to have um, a four hour. So I so I'm doing the math in my head because we've, I already know how long it took us to get to different points. And I said, right. I said, that doesn't make any sense. I said, it only took this long. And now how is it going to be that? I said, I don't get it. Oh, was it and a different route? No, no. He just. Was, he had miscalculated? Oh, he just thinks that I can't, we couldn't go as fast as what oh. he was. And so I'm getting irritated, like really, I'm, I'm, I mean, at this point, I'm just given attitude, like, and Phil's just sitting there. I said to him, I'm like, explain this to me, because the math isn't working for me. <laughs> and the guy's just <laughs> kind of looking at me. And I said, no, I said, well, I call bullshit on it. And he's like, well, you know, this and that. And he was a little wishy-washy anyways. I didn't really like him that much. Uh -huh. And um, anyway... I was like, fine. And he said, because then he says, well, you can take the horse. I said, I'm not getting on the horse. No. I'm not taking the horse. No. I said, I'm terrified of horses. So no, I'm not getting on a horse. He says, well, okay, okay. Just so you know, it is an option. No, I said, it isn't an option. That's what I'm telling you. It's not an option. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I was really grumpy. Phil's just like, oh, he, he was, he didn't really say much. And I was just speaking <laughs> off to him too. Right. But then I, and then I was crying about that too. Cause I was just like sitting there yeah. like, oh God. But anyways, we got up the third morning the, he said, well, the first part will take four hours and then we're going to, um, have something to eat and then we'll do the other two and see how it is after that okay. well the first first part only took us like three hours and 10 minutes not four hours oh wow okay and the second part which he said was going to take like two and a half hours took us an hour and five minutes what? so he said well now we can decide if you we want to do the other and i said well it's 11 o'clock in the morning of course we're going to continue of course on. we're going to continue yeah just dumb and he goes, well, just, well, we'll we're just going to rest for an hour. Um, he said, and then you can, we can make a decision. I said, the decision is made. I said, I don't understand. You don't understand. Like what, what's not to understand. I've made the decision. Yeah. Anyway, he said, well, it's another three hours of hiking. No, four hours. He said, it'll be, it's going to take you four hours. It took us two hours and five minutes. What? But like so, also, even if it did take, even if it was going to take four more hours, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay, yeah. let's go. I know. I know. Yeah. And so, okay, were there other people on this hike or was it just the two of them? No, that's the thing. Only Phil and I. So Phil and I, um, then we have a, we have a, um, the guide 
Then there's a cook. There's the cook's helper, and there's a horseman because now I've there's we also had four horses. Three horses are carrying everything because they bring all the food. They got a big like big propane tank. They have seats like little like stools. They have our stuff like um we we were only allowed seven k uh, kilograms of uh, uh, like clothing and our yeah. sleeping bag and all that. So those are in waterproof bags but they have all the tents, all of that stuff. And then there's one emergency horse, which is, that has a saddle on it, just in case anybody needs, right? Yeah. But the only actual, like, the only actual public hikers were you and Phil. No, 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 no. There was actually, the day we started, it was very busy with people coming out because it was a national holiday. It was like Canada Day. Oh, okay. It was Independence Day here. Yeah. So it was very, it was much busier than we expected it to be. Um, and along the way, there were like um, camps where there, um, one of them, there was actually a community and there was like 20 families that lived there. I mean, we're talking at 2,800 meters above wow. sea level, wow. um, which, and then they have like where you can, you could buy meals. Um, they had tents. Some of them had little cabin things or whatever. Bathrooms were really they were really scary, but they were at least, um, at least there were toilets. Yeah. Um, two, two of the four had toilet seats, which I appreciated because yeah. squatting is not easy, but, um, anyway, cut the lot. When we came out like the last day, we only saw two people coming in okay. for, the, for the whole time. So, so anyways, we had like the last night it was fine. We had, we, the lot, the third day was a lot of, we did have a lot of downtime. Cause then we finished, we ended up finishing at four o'clock and, and then we kind of like, you know, relaxed or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to bed. But then we got up yesterday, which was the last day. And he said, it's going to be four more hours to get out. And that took us two hours and like 10 minutes. So he's like, so, and then we look, we turn around and the guide is on the horse. He rode the horse up and Phil and I walked it. <gasps> Phil's because he he the guide went back to get something. And so right. Phil and I kept going. And I said, Where is he? Where is he? We kept looking back. We couldn't see him. Oh, and then wow. Phil's like, That's him on the horse. I said, What? Oh my goodness. So we finish and then he comes up and I said, Oh, did you hurt yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just can't help yourself. I can't. I can't. And I and I also I said and and Phil's like yeah you took the horse and I said I said you know what you should be careful when you under when you uh, before you underestimate people I said because we finished in two hours and ten minutes today and you told us it was going to be four hours. It's just I said coming up is much easier for me than going down. I said which I explained. Yeah you because yeah. going down I'm worried about falling and when there's like yeah. uh if it's rocky then or like um it's slippery dirt yeah I said I then I go very slow but it's yeah. much easier to come up that yeah than it is down yeah yeah I said and I explained that to you because I know myself but yeah. the first the first two days it totally was in my head thinking I I've I can't do this anymore I need yeah. to like really digest this and whatever but anyway and and what did so you had said at the beginning that when you were going on the the trek the treks like said that it was going to like that it was rated yeah. difficult yeah and but that you know that sometimes things are rated difficult and yeah. they're challenging but like they're okay yeah. like 
would like did Phil have the same experience as you where he was like yeah that was that was really difficult it, no he, we both said he said that was very difficult that was very difficult yeah. and and here's the thing like Henny we've done difficult things like oh, I know <laughs> but the oh, difference is you do something like Kilimanjaro it's eight days it's five days ah. to get there and two days to come down. You do um, base camp. It's 12 days, eight days up, four days down. Right, right, right. It's just, it's spread out over more yes. time. And it's not like there are days, there are some days where it is very challenging, but that's why the length of the thing is set out the way it is because they want to break it up so that yeah. some days are longer days. Yeah. And some some days. days are shorter days. Yes. Well, I have to tell you, Sandy, that I was thinking about you this weekend, mostly because I, I knew that you were on this trek and that you were a little bit anxious about it. And then and then because I didn't hear from you, like while you were on the trek, I was yeah. always thinking about like, oh, I hope she's doing all right. But yeah. I was really thinking of you because um, there was one evening this weekend that I like I had a little time to kill in the evening and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to like turn on the TV and like see, see what's on Netflix these days, you know, because I was like caught up on the things that I'm watching with other people. And so I was like, I'll just like click on Netflix. And like one of the new things on Netflix is a, is a movie called, I think it's called uh, happiness for beginners. Okay. And it's, I mean, you know, from the, like, you know, from the get go that it's a rom-com yeah. and it's like a school teacher who's going through a divorce, like signs up to do this hike. And I was okay. like, oh, that sounds fun. Like, like, so I put it on and like, Sandy, I was thinking about you the whole time because it's this group of like, like a hodgepodge group of people from all different walks of life that have all come, they've all signed up to do this like several week hiking course, I guess, through like you know, what, like the Appalachian mountains or whatever. Oh, yes. And, and like, and then you just see like all these little things, like the guide is kind of quirky and he's like, Mm -hmm. you know, yelling at people when they do things wrong. And like, and they're talking about like, you know, if you get a hot spot, what do you do? You Mm -hmm. deal with it right away. And then of course, like the main character has these horrific blisters all over her feet after the first day, you know, like, (laughs) but like, and so of course the, the hiking aspect is not really about the story at all other than that's like what they're doing the entire time and but even like seeing you know and then they're like setting up camp and then they're you know like sitting around the fire and then I was like oh my goodness this is like watching Sandy on a on a trek. (laughs) Henny I haven't even told you about my toes. Oh no! So because it the first day was so much down, down. Oh. your your feet are going to the front of your boot, yes, right? Yes. Penny. So I said to Phil, I said, "Oh, I said something's going on with my baby toe on my right foot." I said, "That's kind of weird." So I think when we were at lunch, I took a look and I'm like, "Oh snap! There's a blister there." I said, "And my big toes are kind of sore." And so, anyways, by the end of the day, I took off my sock and I said to Phil. What is happening on my baby toe? I have never seen a blister. And he, it, he said, it looks like you have a toe growing on <laughs> top of a toe. Oh, but, no. 
but the night before when we were in, we we had we stayed in the hotel like the night before the thing started and on tv the only thing that was in english was botched oh no <laughs> but there was a young guy getting like a big key a key a key keloid taken off of his ear oh. feels like you have a keloid growing on your toe <laughs> on your toe <laughs> i was like i don't even know what to do with this thing like so Thank goodness I have those blister band-aids that I always have in my emergency pack. Like I carry um, a lot of stuff for yeah. on these hikes. So I put one on there, but then I said, oh my gosh, look, I'm going to lose both my big toes. I'm going to lose both you're, my big toes. You're going to lose the nails. Yeah. yeah, not my toes. But that would be <laughs> the, toe, the toes will be saved, but the nails but are going to nails care. are going to come off because they're both black under at the oh. very bottom and inside the bottom of both of my like when if you like if I open my feet underneath my toes on the side blisters on both of them oh. I was a hot mess a hot mess but I had so then I'm plastering these things on and I'm like oh my gravy but it was so sensitive that eat because I sleep on my stomach that my big toes just on <gasps> no and that's, no yeah. no yeah so anyway oh my goodness wow so but I but so what I learned is that I need to replace my hiking boots I said Phil these have got to go they got to go yeah if I had another pair of shoes I wouldn't even have brought them home that's how bad they are I'm like done I'm buying myself some new hiking boots um and here's the thing I had on like those no blister socks like I have proper hiking socks that are not cheap they're like 25 bucks a pair to 30 Mm -hmm. bucks a pair Mm mm-hmm but you can't you can't not have them no you you can't chintz out on that sort of stuff right because you uh, have to you have to protect your feet yeah and and just because we know i mean it's it's hard to swallow paying that if you're going like one time thing but i mean not but when you when you know you're going to use them more than once it's a little little bit easier to swallow anyways all of that to say i did felt better after the third day like where I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not like, you don't need to throw me out into the backyard and shoot me yet. Like I'm still okay. I'm not, I'm I'm okay. It's okay. I can still do these things. <sighs> so Phil, Phil says, I said to him, well, you don't really say much. Do you? No. I said, but this is my, this is my process, hun. He says, I, I know it is. I go like, I get to a, he said, you were mentally done. The physical part, Henny, yeah. you, you know me, the physical yeah. part, I can suck myself through that. Yeah, like I yeah. can, can just carry on and I'll yeah. whine a little bit, but I'm still relatively in a good mood about yeah. it. And you'll you know? just keep moving. Yeah. And I'll just keep moving because I don't have an option. But when I get mentally, like I was mentally done and that that's not a good spot. Cause then I'm yeah. just like, and I said to him, you know, I said, but here's, what's really funny. I said three marathons. I cried during two of those. The only one I did not cry was when I was with you. I said, and this difference is, it. I felt like I needed to be the one that didn't cry. You know what I mean? Like for mm-hmm. me, it was like, I'm not going to do that. But may, I said to Phil, maybe it's just you. Like it's him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime you can blame him, I think I think you have to. You know? <laughs> but but it's true. Like I did, I didn't cry during. I don't think I did. 
No, I don't think no. you did either. No, I did. I'm pretty. I know I didn't. No. Um, we were just freezing cold. I remember that it was not ideal weather for for Florida. But um, <laughs> freezing cold. But no, yeah. I I don't think no, no I, don't I didn't remember that at all. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't think either one of us cried. Yeah. But anyways, so all of this, I was thinking like what, like what do you like? What kind of a situation gets you to a point where you feel mentally done? I know that I have had two different times where. I was like, I just felt completely mentally done and like, but it wasn't, I wasn't in the midst of any sort of physical activity. And so there wasn't even necessarily a physical Mm. doneness other than maybe just sheer exhaustion, but, but not from like any strenuous, strenuous activity. Right. But, Mm um, but I, I have had two very specific moments that I can think of that I just felt so entirely overwhelmed by all of the things that I had done that needed to be done that I was trying to do and and that people needed of me and then people were asking for more and 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 then I get into this I get into this place where I just like I can't even concentrate on anything. And so then I can't do the things that I am supposed to be doing because I can't concentrate on them. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, like, well, like it just, it, it pushes me to tears because I'm just, it's, it isn't, it is a, an over, an overwhelming feeling of overwhelm, you know, like for, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, um, but do you but, allow your? But do you allow yourself to have a good cry? Like, do, do you find that helpful or no? I mean, I don't. I think in those instances, it's not about allowing myself to have the cry because mm-hmm. it's going to happen whether I want to or not. Okay. Um, I would say that. I would. Does it help? I think it does because I think it it is like a it's a it's a release of pent up emotion, right? So I yeah. do think it helps. I think in the moment I probably am annoyed at myself because mm. I'm, you know, exerting more energy, not getting what I need to get done, and and I yeah. don't feel like I don't necessarily in the moment see that this is going to help whatever the situation is, but I think. In retrospect, I think, okay, that was good because it sort of like, uh, you know, shook me out of whatever it was that I was feeling and, and Mm -hmm. almost reset is the wrong word, but it almost gives you like a, all right, well, so I just, you know, bawled my eyes out and now what's my next step? You know, like it sort of gives you that moment. Yeah. Um, I, I personally, I, I find in more recent times, I catch myself and don't allow myself to do it, Mm. but I know I have many times, like once I get to that point where I'm just can't even, I just need to cry. Mm. It's not a, I don't, I agree. It's not a reset, but for me, it feels like I've allowed, now I've got all this space 
like everything yeah. that has accumulated mm-hmm. has gone and now I'm like open again to be yes. like okay I can do like I've let it all go yes. and now I'm ready to yes. start all over because to before you get to that final point there's a it's already Yes. You're already struggling to keep it together. And yeah. then one little thing could be that thing that is just like, that was it. That was it. But then by like having this emotional release and the cry, it yeah. it eliminates every little thing that's been piling on for however long it's been piling on. Exactly. Yeah. It's exhausting though. It is exhausting. <laughs> It is exhausting, but I, I do find myself. So if I'm responsible for something, even if I'm really struggling, I am, I use that back to support others. Yes. You know, like I know, okay, I need to keep it all together. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. If I'm in a situation where I know that I can rely on somebody else. Yes. That's where, that's where I find like that and I it's interesting yeah because it shouldn't really matter who is there no I think it's I have the control to do it I'm just thinking about the last time this happened that that I just like I I I was beside myself and it was fine and I was holding it together and then my sister called me like out of the blue to like say right. something and she was like so what's going on and I like burst out crying like and I yeah. was like well there you have it you know like, yeah. weren't expecting that were you no that's it and it's like a surprise and that's why yeah. I say like there's no stopping it like it yeah. just happens but yeah. I think you're right like I think when you're in a position where you feel responsible for the people around you 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 really like you're I mean, we say this all the time on this podcast, like your body is really an amazing thing, you know, yeah. but, and, and your, your, your mind and your, mm. your soul are, are a part of that. Right. But like, you really can hold a lot together when you need yes, to, for but sure. then we... when you're in that space with where someone, like you said, where, where you can rely on someone else. I mean, and I think it's important that you have those times and those people and those instances because yeah. Because you need to be able to do that, right? You need to be able to rely on someone else from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's finding, you just need to, you need to have, to make sure you have those people in your life. I think that's important. Yes. Right. Because you can't be that person for everybody. No. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, it sounds like a really incredible weekend that that you had for sure it was it was I can tell you that the the shower last night because we didn't shower since Thursday night no Thursday morning Thursday morning until Monday night oof but we had those big body wipes that were really nice too okay my husband I said I said okay I we've got this is day one you're using, I said, you're using one for like each limb and then like, <laughs> for, like for every, like, like, like slit and pit and like, what is Conserve. He's like, okay. He says, all right. Okay. So, so how many can I use today? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, Phil, but not six. I didn't bring like 60. Like, <laughs> how, about, how about we limit ourselves to two? <laughs> yeah, let's see where we go from there. Oh, my gravy. What a guy. I, well, I'm looking. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, wiping, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Jeez Louise. The other thing was podcasts. So podcasts we've been listening to. So did you get a, did you have a chance to listen to menopause is having a moment? Yes. That's the title of the episode. Yes. So it is about an, um, uh, they're talking about an article that was, I think was within the last year that was in the New Yorker. Ooh, I don't remember where it was, but that could be. So it was super, Phil actually said, he was listening to it, which I thought was great because men should know more about menopause. Correct. Than they do. Correct. Um, but women should also, we should also have been taught about menopause. Nobody ever talks about it. Um, Correct. Which is, which was what the episode really was talking about. It was this woman had been asked by her editor to write this article about mm-hmm. menopause. And she mm-hmm. actually wasn't even sure initially whether or not she wanted to almost be yeah. associated yeah. with it because there's so much pushback in a sense that menopause has become the butt of so many jokes over mm-hmm. the last, you know, o- over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, what, what the crux of it was about was really you know talk. Sorry, yeah. I don't yeah. mean to interrupt you, but yeah. it's it's not just that it's been the the crux of so many jokes, which it has been. Mm-hmm. And she even mentions, I think, in the podcast, you know, that that one of the last, like, one of the last things that seems to be socially appropriate yet to yeah. make fun of is women aging. Ugh. And you know, and and so that's true, but also there's something about menopause and I think this is true for menstruation and reproduction and menopause like all together like there's something about that that continues to carry a lot of uh a lot of stigma around it Mm -hmm. and and that that women are often made to feel like they should feel shame related to these things and I was even thinking about and I don't know if they mentioned this in the podcast but I've been thinking about it um was they like even the way we talk about menopause like I for so long in my life like I don't know at what point in my life I I actually knew the word menopause because Mm. what I always heard referred to was like the change of life. Yeah. You know, or like the big change or the, you know, or Mm. like, you know, women's matters or, you know, like whatever, like there are so many euphemisms for Mm. menopause and, and we do this with periods also. Yeah. You know, like, oh, my friend dot, or, you know, like my time of the month, you know, like when yeah. I have my period, that is not my time of the month. Like of no. all the times in the month, that is not my time. You know, and it's, oh, not, like, it's, not my, it's not my friend either. No, like it's, it's not, <laughs> not my friend either. Like you know, so like I don't like it's just so strange how we how we talk about these things in 
uh, in society. And, and I'd like to think that that's changing. And I think that it is. Yeah. Um, certainly, I see when it comes to periods, I, I see it, a shift in like even the way that students talk about it like it's much more matter of fact like like many students are very capable of and and willing to just say like I have my period like it's it's not a it's not a, a hidden or in many cases not even discreet um which I think is great but but I think we've got a long way to go anyway I I was just thinking about that you know and and I think that was some of the the thing with this woman writing this article, like doing this research and writing this article about menopause. And, and that's why it was such a big thing to say, like in the article, you like or title the article, like menopause is having a moment, like we're going to use the word, we're going to talk about what it actually is like. Mm-hmm. And this is the moment in, you know, maybe in, you know, 2023, finally, people are uh, prepared to actually have the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. So getting back to like you saying students just, you know, saying like I have my period and Mm. and there's not the shame. But I wonder because I do know that the the school, the last school that you were at where there's a lot, it's very um, there's different cultures Mm -hmm. and people are coming from different backgrounds. I wonder if that has anything to do with it and just Mm -hmm. that the way that um their like culture, moms like culturally yeah. how different families correct I, I I'm sure that 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 plays a role and and I'm saying this because the first literally the first time we met Alexandra <laughs> she literally came and she was like oh I'm not feeling so well I got my period today <laughs> and and Phil myself Jess we're all sitting at the table and Graham you could see his like you could see Graham felt uncomfortable right <laughs> but Alexandra like just it was just a matter of fact yeah yeah which is how it should be I know right but because yeah it because yeah. that is not I think North Americans I don't think that that's there but it is like something that we should keep keep to ourselves it's very private nobody mm-hmm. wants to know about it yeah. no one wants yeah. to hear about it yeah. it happens but it's, yeah. di- it's almost dirty dirty yeah yeah dirty and I think I think that has to come from like a a, a protestant you know like work ethic judeo-christian values like I think I think that's connected to and and that's you know the certainly when we're talking about like white North America, like that's typically where these people are coming from and, and yes. so that's the culture that's, that's seeping through. And, and so mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's all, and, and I think, and at that in, you know, if you're going back to that, I mean, it was a, it, it always was a, a consideration of, of dirtiness, right? Like, yes. So, yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to see that maybe the pendulum is swinging the other way. Yeah. And, and also, um, uh, you know, it, it just as, as that, so the, the women writing the article had recently just herself gone to see her doctor because she had started to experience some some changes like there were some hot flashes um heavy periods um 
time between periods, but she had been listening to her friends, you know, for a couple of years having discussions. But when she went to her doctor, her doctor made it like said something to her like, well, she had said like, you know, asking really, you know, what what options there were available to her. And the response was like for extreme cases. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it was really like, she was really brushed off. Like it was, yeah. we, we only, we only deal with extreme cases and, and like conversation yeah. finished. Yeah. And it was, then she's left to just decide. It wasn't the word extreme. It was, uh, I forget what word it was, but she said she walked away with thinking, well, but it was important enough to me to come to the doctor to ask you yeah. about yeah and, and and something like how do you measure because yeah. it's just like saying well it depends like, if the pain is bad enough then we'll yeah do something yeah okay well how I experience pain and how someone else experienced pain I don't know how they experience well pain. and like how are you this person who sees me probably only once a year like how yeah. how are you to tell me whether I'm having severe yeah. Uh, you know, symptoms or not, like I'm telling you yeah. what I'm experiencing. Right. Yeah. And the other, so, so I said to Phil, I said, you know, what was, cause after he had, we both listened and then we had, you know, we were chatting about it and I said, you know, I do know that the last family doctor, so, I mean, you know, it's been almost five years since I've been lived in Canada, but the woman I had then doctor was at the, that was at the very beginning when I was having periods of time like months in between mm-hmm. where I wasn't having my period and she'd said to me like are you experiencing vaginal dryness like are you experiencing hot flashes like you know and I said no and she said if 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 and when you do we, there are a lot of options that we can that that we can you know talk about to help manage those yeah so she and was so- very very like it left me thinking like I didn't think about it really at the time I'd forgotten about it until this listening to this and thought she actually opened the door because I didn't go there having those, you know, no, no, she she was almost preventatively like, like saying like, you know, when these things happen, like we can have, we can have this conversation, which, which to hear the story of this woman who was brushed off and then to hear that, like to hear your Mm -hmm. story, it's what a gift that that, family doc gave you to you know present you know to to offer information rather than rather like it wasn't even like she was just giving you information that you were asking for like she was offering stuff up but then but then you know it seems silly for me to think that that's a gift like shouldn't yeah shouldn't our family doctors be doing that for us like isn't yeah yeah isn't that the job but it was interesting to hear through this podcast and through this article that this woman had written that, that in the seventies, I think, um, you know, the idea of, of treating women with hormones when they were going through menopause, it, it became very popular Mm -hmm. and it became popular as a way of like, making women feel better, but also making their husbands' lives better, right? Of course, <laughs> because it's always, in a patriarchy, it's always about the men. Yeah. But, um, but when 
but then there were some some side effects, adverse side effects that they because it was new and they didn't really know a lot about it. And then when they saw these different side effects happening, they 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 sort of stopped it, like they pulled the plug on it. But not only did they pull the plug on the hormones, they pulled the plug on the research around it also. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got this group of people who like in the medical profession missed out on that education because all of the research and funding and, and learning around menopause and around women's bodies, certainly women's bodies at that moment of their life stopped altogether. Yeah. That part was like, like, no one like no wonder no one knows like and so then you know you were fortunate enough to have a family doctor when you were in Canada who was educated about this yeah Yeah. but you know not everyone necessarily is no and and that and that that is a huge huge problem so what happened was I think in the 90s they had done a study and so the study showed that there was like it's I think the, the stats were like a 26% increase in breast cancer and you know then this other in heart on uh, strokes with women mm-hmm. blood clots but and that's what hit the news like they, there was a huge announcement they stopped yeah. all of the research and the trials at that point and then all of these doctors and all of these women who were taking this so doctors then started feeling guilty that they had been readily prescribing the medication women abruptly stopped taking it but as you pointed out then the research just basically stopped but now we understand and know that the 26 percent isn't necessarily 26 percent of every single like of a hundred women, 26 of them are not going to develop breast cancer. No, no, no. That, that, it, that there already is a risk. I think it was, you know, I'm just going to say, I think it was like 2.29. Then that risk went up to like two, like 2.94, but it was out of like 10,000 women. Yeah. Eight, eight women may develop. May. And, and that was only with women who had been on this hormone replacement yes. therapy for over five years. Yes. Right. Yes. So like and this starting was, at different points in their life. That yeah, means, like, yeah. It just, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, when a headline comes out, you know, we, yeah. we often talk about headlines and we've, we've talked on this podcast about headlines that have come out that it's like, okay, but where'd the research come from? You know, yeah. but this isn't a case of where'd the research come from. This is a case of, okay, but what is that, what is that headline actually telling us? Yes. You know, like, because, because a headline is that a headline is, is clickbait, right? A headline is mm-hmm. something that is meant to catch your attention, that is meant to be you know, wild because, because they, they want you to, you know, then go and see more about it, or they want you to have some sort of a reaction. Right. And like, let's, let's not pull things out of context. Let's actually see what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I know for myself, honey, that is the one thing because I also grew up with that information from the Mm nineties that taking hormone replacement therapy Mm. increases your risk of breast cancer because I have breast implants. Right. I already am, have these other concerns, like whether, I mean, 
you you could be thinking, well, you should have thought about that before you did it. You know, yeah. all of those things. I mean, that's all a moot point. That's all a moot point, right? I mean, I remember specifically not wanting to have um, like liquid type um, implants because they can sometimes leak. So I'd have a right. cohesive gel that that won't leak. But I mean, there are other issues with with whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway. And it wasn't, and I suffered what here for what, two years? Yeah. Until it got to a point when I, like, there was just, it was too much. Yeah. When I finally went, and then I made the decision to have that hormone pellet, which now I am second guessing. Right. Doing it. But the thing is, it did work. Yeah. Yeah. It did work. I know that I can't take it for more than five years. Right. And I, at the end of five years, my hot flashes may come back. So I may only be getting five years of, of, of relief. Yeah. Yeah. Of relief. Right. Um, as a woman, we're just that, well, that's just your lot in life. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I said to Phil, I go in more than one, you know, podcast when about menopause, I've heard like if it was something to do with men, there would be an answer already. There would already be an answer for it. Yeah. Yeah. There would 100% be an answer for it, which is really shitty. Yeah. It's really shitty. And and it's true that as women age, your value decreases. Yeah. And yeah. and that's really shitty too. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that to me is more, more upsetting just because sure, now sure. I'm like getting very close to like 60 and feeling like, like 60 doesn't, it sounds to me, the number sounds old. Yeah. But I also know that it, it really isn't because I it's, could still live another 20 years. Well, that's it. it. Like in, in the, in the, in the scheme of the world, like it's very young. Yeah. But it, it, when you're there, it doesn't really feel it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, for those women, whether you have not, like, I mean, it for me, I think like someone at your age, because you yeah. you've just turned forty this year. Mm-hmm. Just so I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Just um, I think I think you remind everyone every week. <laughs> no, I wish I was forty again. I do wish I was forty again. Um, and you've had a fantastic year so far. It's yes, it's forty's been good to me. You're leveling up to forty. You're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're leveling your leveling life up. Um, that. This is great that this is coming out now because this is information that when this starts happening, one, you're not really surprised of some of the symptoms that are not the quotation common symptoms. Yeah. And that now that people are talking about it, you'll, you'll probably benefit from, you know, some of the different um, options that will be available to you. Absolutely. And even, and even just from a knowledge standpoint, like just being, Just knowing, like knowing that if my doctor doesn't say to me, like yours did to you, like when you experience this, like knowing that I can ask for it and say, okay, I know there are options. I'd like you to go through them with me. And if you don't have options to offer me, I'd like you to refer me to someone who does, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like knowing that information so that you can go to a doctor's appointment, feeling confident about it. That's huge. Huge, huge. I agree. I agree. So anyway, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's an important conversation. I'm glad menopause is having a moment. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't want to have my menopause moment, 
but <laughs> I'm glad that menopause in general is having a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and that's the thing is like everybody experiences it differently. So yeah, uh, who knows right? Who who yeah. knows what my experience will be? Exactly, exactly. Sheesh. I hope it's I hope it's a good one. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, Sandy has been Penny. taking photos of me this entire time. I can't wait to get them all and put them all together in a little montage for you. And I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at them right now, and this is, like, delightful. Oh, wait, there's well, great, you're having one right now. So glad. <laughs> So glad that all of my, you know, silly faces are are bringing you joy. Bring me a lot of joy. Bring me a lot uh, of joy. Well, this conversation was lovely, Sandy, as always. Yeah, well, thank um, you. I'm glad you survived your trek. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm glad that you continue to survive menopause. Yes. yes. And I will talk with you next week. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, take care. Bye. <laughs> Bye.